0: There's only one what I want to do, I want to welcome today's guest to the Original Dial podcast. And this is music producer, remixer John Michael, who is coming to us from Finland. John Michael, thank you so much for being here today. Thank
1: you so much for having me, it's great to be here.
0: I love it, I'm excited to talk to you about the the Britney Spears EP, Neon Night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's eight tracks, you have interludes, which I love because in a previous EP, you did interludes and I think we need that. We need that break in a song to go to the next one. What was it, let's dive into that. What was it about creating that opening intro? Why did you want to put an intro on it versus just starting at the song?
1: I don't know. I've always, like, really liked, for example, um, artists like Janet Jackson, who does a lot of, like, intros and interludes, and there can be, like, 20 tracks on her album, and it's, like, like, pauses here and there, and she might talk or things like that. So, I don't know. It's just, it somehow comes really naturally for me to do like, um, instead of like jumping right in there and just like starting the song. So I don't know, I've always just like really liked, like um, building up into the songs and like pausing them, having a small, s- sort of like a small break or things like that.
0: That's awesome. because And what I love is you use the, the intro to like the Mood Ring remake. And I don't know who does your 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 artwork. That is amazing. Thank you. I, who I, does I that? did it myself.
1: I did it myself too. <laughs> yeah. That's all me. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, that's all me. <laughs>
0: well, and I love on, I think it's on your YouTube. When you go to YouTube, it has like the pulsing. Is it YouTube and is it like, is it SoundCloud maybe? One of them, I noticed like the image pulses at you and I was like, this is so cool. And for the, for the listeners, I'm gonna post the, the the cover art. It's so good. It's like that iconic, the Britney album photo shoot, um, but you really did it neon and it's so cool. So bravo to you on that. So <laughs> Thank you. if the listener likes the look, you're gonna love this sound. Okay, so then let's start talking about these songs in there. What What was the reason for you picking, like, do you wanna come over? Just come over. Why that song?
1: Why that song? Um, actually, um, the song uh, "Do You Want to Come Over" was supposed to be um the intro at like the original plan. I was gonna use uh, "Do You Want to Come Over" as like just the intro. Um. And um, it actually just turned out so good that I like, I finished it and I was like, I don't want to cut this. I don't want to just cut it too short. So I just really liked it. And um, it has sort of the same feel to it, the song, um, than many of the other songs there. So it's like, it's quite sexy and quite sensual too. So I wanted to, I, I thought it just, it really well with the other songs there and it's good because it really
0: goes with this you actually created a concept a theme this is a night it starts off like she's like getting ready and then it's hey do you want to come over <laughs> and then it goes right into this and so it's like we know where you're going with this album <laughs> we know what this music is she's not going to church right now <laughs> um but but i love that now in previous episodes i talked with different music producers especially those that remix or reconstruct and to the listeners most didn't realize how time consuming it is if you don't have the vocal stems if you don't have just the acapella if you were mm-hmm. so when you've worked on these tracks is there any and not even just to this ep but has there been a a Britney Spears song where it took the longest just for you to be able to extract the vocals from the original version
1: um i think all, all or most of the songs I've done have been from, like, um, very good uh, a cappellas or stems or things like that. But um, actually for this, we, I didn't have um, one for Seal It With A Kiss. So I had to do that, like, by myself and just, like, pull the instruments out, out of the song and um it it turned out i was i was very skeptical because uh filtered a cappella's aren't very good usually and they sort of like you can hear behind the music so it's it's it, they can be very low quality but um for example Silver with a kiss it turned out so good it almost it's almost like a studio a cappella so um that was one that like required me to really like um Put my like filtering skills <laughs> to the test, <laughs> but um, otherwise, I'm trying to think. Like then, of course, and then we kiss. We don't have like a proper acapella either, but we have uh, like some sort of filtered version. So um, that's that's also sort of I had to uh, do other like um, sort of solutions for the song. So instead of like doing a full and then we kiss remix. So I had to also cut that short, unfortunately. (laughs) yeah. Well, and, and that's something where like,
0: and for first time listeners here is, this is what's so difficult is if there's not the vocal track available, what you have to do is recreate that track level by level, instrument by instrument, and you go, okay, here, let's say horns, here's the horns, I recreate that then you have to edit the actual horns out. Like you have to add to remove. Now you're onto the next layer and then the next layer. And these songs are, there's so many levels in there. Uh-huh. And uh, I just am like, and and even knowing that to your point, sometimes some of these clips, you can't get the best, uh-huh. uh, you know, isolated vocals for. So let, let's go on to the next track, which is I'm a slave for you. One of Britney's biggest global songs.
1: Yes. I've feelings too, and I need to do what I feel like doing, so let me go. Listen,
0: all you people look at me like I'm a little girl. Well, did you ever think it'd be okay for me to step into this world? Always saying, little girl, don't step into the club.
1: Well, I'm just trying to find out why, cause dancing's what I love. Now
0: Knowing that's also a sexy song, what did you want to do in your production of it? What did you want to take? What did
1: you want to leave out? Um, well I, I sort of I actually borrowed a little bit of the idea from um, I think it was. Was it on her like Piece of Me residency or was it um, on the Femme Fatale tour? I sort of, a little bit borrowed the idea from there because I wanted to have like this very sort of mellow and dramatic intro for it and then start building up into the song. So um, I borrowed a little bit the idea from there, but um, I just I don't know. I wanted to keep it sexy. I wanted to like, but also make you move. So sort of, um, many times I actually my test songs um, if if I like them and if they feel good is by dancing to them myself. So if if it makes me move and makes me want to move, then uh, then I know it's I'm, I'm like on the right on the right track.
0: Well. <laughs> And that's what's so funny because that's something I think people don't realize because if you're making dance music and you as the producer or you as the artist don't want to dance to it, it's probably not going to go over well with everyone else. Um, And and that's why it's hard. And the other thing to consider too is when you're making, I mean, this is a very seductive EP. Mm. This is a, you know, kind of mellow out, you're still moving and having a good time. And what people have to keep in mind is when you make dance music, you have to keep in mind the vocal BPM. You have to keep in mind what the original track sounded like vocally because you don't want to speed it up too fast and sound like chipmunks, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And then you don't want to slow it down too much. And then you're like, I, it's like some seance happening with the devil. Yeah. So yeah. you have to keep that in mind. Okay, now leaving i For You goes right into the KISS interlude and you mentioned it earlier. Stop there or why take a break there? Why an interlude right there?
1: Um, I thought it was um because the I'm a slave for you was like um well the next track, the Seal It with a Kiss one, is I'm jumping ahead a bit here, but um Seal It with a Kiss was came like um much more energetic and powerful than like compared to I'm a Slave for You, which is still, even though it's I think a little bit faster. Um, uh, I just want to sort of create some kind of like space between those songs. So it sort of takes you to another place, another place between the songs. Because um, if you shift like so quickly from like super like sexy mid tempo to something much more like, um, well, not aggressive, but much more up tempo. That's gonna be like a weird shift. That's gonna be a weird shift, so And, um, and also, I don't know, it's just, it's just like, it worked really well. It worked really well in my opinion, like uh, changing to something a bit darker. I think it's a bit darker and sexier, the Kiss in- interlude, um, then, and then it then builds into like an up-tempo, up-tempo more, more like uh, danceable track sealed with Kiss. Well, and what I really like is you didn't stick with just let me
0: throw the big dance hits that everyone knows you really went through her discography to tell that story and there's the next song we'll talk about after see with the kiss i really like what you did i won't jump too far ahead right now but we'll go back to that in a second but what i liked is you really kept it where if you're a fan of britney you're going to know most of these songs if you don't know britney's newer music you still tell a story and it's consistent. So I'm, I'm in for the ride. And the EP overall is only about 20 minutes long, which I think is a great length for an EP. Wow. I think, cause I think that there's a point where you're like, let me just put it on, let me veg out, let me do whatever I need to do. And I like the fact also that, you know, you could do extended remixes of all this, which is great, fine. But when you're telling a story, which I think you do well on Neon Night you don't want a song to drag too long because then if I don't like that song, I'm just gonna go skip, you know what I mean? So, because this could have been the same amount of tracks and it could have been an hour long because you could have extended some of the three minute ones to eight, nine minute ones, like remixes were in the nineties and early two thousands. So let's go next to kind of a a double header song. Uh, Love Your Mind. (laughs) For most people they're gonna be like, do I look up love your mind? What is that? So tell the listeners who might not know what is love your
1: mind. Love your mind is um it's a mashup remix of uh change your mind and um, Love You down. Love You Down, yeah. <laughs> love me down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll play them with fire and you like it A little bit dangerous Round and round we go Till we fall like dominoes I know My baby to love me down Gon' love me down Gon' love me down, yeah My baby to love me down Don't make lick sound, Just love me down like Ooh-oh-oh-oh-oh My love me down like oh 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 My baby gon' love me down, like, love me down. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot the <laughs> yeah exactly. Change your mind and love me down yeah and um, I thought they blended very well together i i I mean I always thought those two songs had some kind of like similar vibe to them when I listened to glory album so um I thought like what if what if <laughs> these two would or could work together so um that was like that was actually um. It was quite a lot of work, it was quite a lot of work. Um, I've never done like a remix mashup. And I didn't even know if there were like many of those out there that's like, that's not like just using the original tracks or stems or whatever. And instead like almost built like a new, completely new song of out of those. So that was sort of my goal to create something new and something fresh. Um, by like combining those two. But um it was it was very challenging. <laughs> it was very challenging and I almost gave up on that. Um really yeah I almost gave up on that. I was like ready to throw in the towel on that. I was like okay this is just this is not gonna turn out good. <laughs> so so um I was I was very skeptical about that. But um it I it and in the end I I think it turned out good. And um yeah, I also thought about remixing those two separately. But um I don't know, it would have made like much more longer EP. So I don't know. That's also But I yeah, and what I like
0: though is your storytelling is still happening in there. It doesn't feel jolted where it doesn't make sense. Like it fits so well, and that's something else people you need to think about is when you're producing music, remixing, restructuring, anything, you have to keep in mind key changes, chords, things like that. It can't be too jarring to the listener or else they're going to be like, this sounds awful. Mm-hmm. And it could very easily sound awful. So I can understand where you're coming from, where you're like, at a certain point, you're like, I'm about to throw in the towel. I just want to be done with this. Yeah. And, and that's happened to so many songwriters and producers I've talked to where they're like, I am so stuck in the moment and frustrated that I just want to delete it all. And many times they walk away, have some time away and come back and go, "Okay, I got this. I figured it out." Yeah. And I I love it. So then now let's go to one of Britney Spears's last or her last video that she had from like 5 years ago now, Slumber Party, which I think is perfect. Once again telling a story about neon night, like of course it ends with a slumber party. <laughs> Um, so tell me a little bit about your process with Slumber Party. And did you use the Tanache added vocals? Did you just keep it just strictly Britney?
1: I um, well, that's that's like a remix. I I really want it to be like uh, more fun and like um, more positive sort of vibe to it than the other tracks. I wanted to sort of end it to like uh, fun in a like high notes <laughs> and um, but I, I wanted to use the Britney only version I don't know why I'm, I do like t- Tinashe version too don't get me wrong but um, somehow I just felt like I want this to be like all Britney, like full on Britney and no no guests <laughs> no guests there but um, yeah that was that was something like I um, I also, because I also really, I, Slumber Party is also like another track that is also very sexy. It's a very sexy track, but it's also, it has that sort of fun, sort of playful bite to it. So I sort of wanted to balance between those two. And um, I uh, sort of like, the choruses are much more like energetic, and then the bridges are much more like, mellow and sort of I wanted to bring Britney's voice more on the table on that song so I wanted to like emphasize that well and that's that's what I like is
0: you know I think what people need to realize is as the years have gone on each album the producers really started using Britney's voice as an instrument they really started playing with it more and more and I think that that's not just with her that's a lot of dance music EDM music being able to use the instrument as a true vocal or as a use the voice as a true instrument which i loved so let's get to that to the outro the party the number eight track on here now for the listeners they're going to hear different bits of a lot of different things so what did you want to do with the party (laughs) here we go now
1: sort of um my idea was to create sort of like a mega mix of like all the tracks on the ep and um it was supposed to be sort of even more so more more like mega mix sort of feel so i thought about doing like uh, more bits and pieces of each song but that would have been a bit of a too much of a mess <laughs> so i wanted to still keep it like uh um somehow like on on hold <laughs> on hold so it won't go like it won't it won't go too crazy too wild <laughs> but um uh yeah i wanted to sort of make you feel like oh yeah hey these these are the tracks that i just heard like these are what i listened oh yeah that was there and that was good sort sort of wraps things up in the end i think quite nicely so i thought it was Yeah. And that was the thing. It was like, it was a
0: nice bow on this EP where it ended right where I think it should have, where it like kept me wanting more, but I didn't feel like, ugh, this, like you should have cut this track or whatever it is, that it was such a good thing. And you told, and I keep going back to the, you're a storyteller. You told a story, you created an ambiance and environment, which I think was done so well and done consistently. And I look forward to seeing everything else you do. And I know I'm going to have you back in future episodes and talking about some, some other things going on, but why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about maybe the next project, something that you're kind of working on. Give us a little, a little taste of what you, what you want to tell us about this next project.
1: Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I've started working on the next next project, next bigger project, and um, uh, it's going to come out soon. (laughs) I'm going to say soon. (laughs) I love it. You're like, just keep it just soon,
0: (laughs) just soon, just in case. Because that's what's important is sometimes people are like, I think it's going to be done by this point. I'm not quite sure, or I need something else. And it's that I get that I get. So in 2021, we'll be able to get another project for me. Yes,
1: absolutely, absolutely. And there's also some other smaller, smaller things that I'm also planning and working on. So those are also coming this year. So uh, it's going to be a very busy Britney year.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and and let's let's talk a little bit about Britney Spears though. Like, what is it about Britney that really made you? want to choose her as an artist that you curate new music for, new productions?
1: I think well I've always been a fan so that's <laughs> that's like since the beginning and um, uh, I don't know I just like when I became a fan like very early on um, I just like I don't know I just sort of got stuck with her <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> I don't know how to explain it but sort of She's just uh, her personality and everything. She's so, she's so good, like um, really sweet person and she makes fantastic, amazing music. So I just want to sort of keep her alive and keep her music alive and keep her sort of legacy alive, even though she is taking, taking a break. So sort of I also with this whole EP, I wanted to, um, I wanted to sort of like do something fun for the fans and including myself, like something something new and something fresh and something something to do and listen to like while she's not creating, creating new stuff. Well, and I think that's what you did and you did
0: it well because just like many, many of the other content providers I've talked to is they really want to honor all of her work. She has, she's, no matter what people say about her, She's clearly made consistently good music throughout this time because we wouldn't be five years after her last EP or five years after her last LP still talking about, about her and her music. You know, many times you have artists, whether it's just in, you know, in North America or globally where they can have one big hit and that's what they're known for. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears, you know, when I, I, from Baby one more time, everyone knew that. Then four years later, whatever it is, five years later, Toxic came out, big global hit. Then six years, seven years later, then you had Scream and Shout. And it's like, this doesn't happen to many people to be able to want people. And the Femme Fatale album, which you touched upon with Seal It With A Kiss, she had some of her biggest radio songs. She had some of her biggest things and every single music producer I talked to talked about how Femme Fatale production-wise was such a phenomenal album Uh, that it was beyond progressive at the time, like instruments, everything that they used. So I, as a Britney fan, want to thank you for doing that, where you're giving me new content that honors her Mm. and really remixes her songs in a way that they tell a story, like the songs that you chose tell a story and yet they weren't on the same project Mm. (laughs) you know what I mean like I'm a slave for you's 20 years old you know slumber party five years old the mood ring like maybe two years old whatever you know the remix but I think that's great so then let me ask you this what are those songs of Britney's that in your mind you're like I would love to Kind of take and, and remix and, and change up myself? Not that any that you're working on right now but are there some where you're like that might be a you know a more difficult song but I think I really want to do it?
1: Well actually um I really I really really wish I could have done like um for this EP actually um Breathe On Me and Touch Of My Hand. were like my um those I had high on my list like I really 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 wish I could do those but I looked through all my files all, through all the internet I tried to search for like a good a cappella, good vocals to do those songs but um it just it just they sort of like collapsed on the impossibility of not having like Proper acapella for those. I, I really, really, really want to do those. So like if anyone has those acapellas <laughs> and, um... Reach
0: out to John Michael, reach out to John Michael. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's like with the song like Breathe On Me, where the notes are held so long, that's the hard part where stuff goes right into the next part that it becomes harder to just cut without making it sound like an abrupt cut. Yeah. With your new EP, is there is there um, a sound you're going for? Like, to let the listeners know, is there a specific... Because this was a very sensual, yeah. provocative EP. What's the kind of sound that you're leaning towards for the new project?
1: It's going to be definitely more edgier. It's going to be definitely more edgier. And um, it's going to have... Um, Uh, I'm trying to think like what to say, not to spoil it too much. The whole idea. Uh,
0: And here's a snippet of something that he is working on, and nothing else said about that. Nothing else said about that. John Michael. How do people follow you and
1: hear about your future projects? YouTube, SoundCloud, and hearthis.at is our good services. And also uh, from Instagram, John Michael Music.
0: There you go. And it's Michael with a K. So people know, not CH. It's Michael with a K. Perfect. And anytime you have any questions, reach out to him, uh, support him, and, and really give those producers credit for the work that they've done. So, John Michael, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very
1: much. Tervetuloa, Original Doll Podcasting, James Rodriguez and us. Do you want to come over? Yeah.
0: Come over. Wanted to take a moment to thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. A couple uh, information about upcoming episodes is there are going to be several uh, songwriters that many of you have messaged me about getting them on the podcast. So... Uh, I'm not going to release those names yet. Just make sure you subscribe. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify. And also, there is a Patreon page. As you know, running this podcast costs money. Uh, So what we want to do is make sure that we can help the podcast survive. So go ahead and subscribe. For as little as $1.99 a month, uh, you're actually helping keep the lights on on this podcast. The other thing is, there's going to be bonus content on there and exclusive material that is not available on this podcast. I've been working with several of these songwriters who have given me more information, more material to put specific to our Patreon. So Patreon.com/slash The Original Doll. Don't forget follow me on Instagram the.original.doll and don't forget also to enjoy music, share the music, talk to people about the music. And also give credit to those who create the music. That's something I wanted to uh, bring up, especially over the next few weeks with the different music producers and songwriters, is oftentimes people have been taking music uh, remixes, new productions of other artists and claiming it as their own. Um, and that we frown upon. So make sure that you're going to give credit where credit is due instead of trying to download it from this or that go to the source themselves, go to their official page, because that helps them so that they can create more for us. So over the next few weeks, we're going to have more songwriters from the Femme Fatale album. So be on the lookout for that. We also have DJ John Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, coming back. And we have a few surprises. So don't forget, subscribe, rate us. Now, what's going to happen with these podcast episodes is we've been trying to get them up on Sundays, Uh, And because of the bandwidth and the extremely great response we're receiving is it could be at different times from here on out. So basically, subscribe to get notified right away. Also, we are going to be giving the Britney Spears custom doll away. So in the next episode, you're going to hear. So make sure you subscribe. Um, I think that's it. So uh, any questions or anything, reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. And I'm going to have some episodes coming up where I deep dive into some of the songs of Britney Spears, including And Then We Kiss, If You Seek Amy, He About To Lose Me, and Red Is The Color. So make sure you listen for all that content. See you on the flip side.
1: Don't you want my iconography? Don't you want to stay in and follow me? Don't you want to aim for the stars you see? Don't you want my iconography? <laughs> Here we go now.
0: Special shout out to Steve Wooler, Master Shredder. Find him on YouTube.